And then this guy we know was like, you used to look like Cagney and Lacey on your break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is the highlight of our day, sitting in the car having a wee picnic. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to episode three of Same a Shit, Different Brain with me, Rebecca Ryder. Thank you for not being sick of me already. Today I've got Alison Carlin on with me and she talks about some really interesting subjects that are a bit different from what we've discussed already. One of those things is the impact of work and having mental health, which ties in with a survey I carried out on Instagram last week, asking whether anyone's mental health had ever been impacted by work. 100% of people came back with a resounding yes. Crazy, isn't it? And I would agree as well. What a way to make a living. I wonder how much that's generally been alleviated or increased during the pandemic. I'd love to know what you think. Anyway, Alison's our very own Derry girl and she's one of those cool people who isn't even trying to be cool. She seems to know everyone in Manchester. Very talented creative who set up Manchester Fashion Movement, which I'll hear more about. And she's just always a joy to talk to, as you'll hear. She always makes my day. We met through acting a few years ago and then we lost touch a bit and a few weeks ago we had a phone call about getting involved with a fashion event she was doing and we ended up talking for an hour and a half about life and lockdown. Could have been a podcast in itself. I should have just recorded that. So I'll let you hear from Alison now and I hope you enjoy. How did we meet again? We met through acting, didn't we? Acting classes. Yeah, it was in Sisters of Canvara, I think, the first time, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, the play. It was it called again, the pub, The Eagle? No. The no. Um, uh, King's Arms. Oh, King's Arms, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, did the, the boys in the band thing after that, didn't we? That web, web series, do you remember? It was filming at Barca Bar in Castle. Oh, Creek. yeah. I... Yes, and I think that's when we cemented our love, our, our acknowledgement that we both loved vintage. Yeah, because it was just you and I, wasn't it, in that filament thing? It was, yeah, yeah. So we chatted a bit more. Then, did I wear that orange lace vintage dress that I got? Was that? Did I wear? That? Oh, that's, that that rings a bell. Now you've said that. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have remembered, but yeah, I do remember you wearing. Yeah, I, I remember because. I bought it in Glasgow in this vintage shop that was called Starry Starry Night. And I always remember thinking, what a gorgeous name for a vintage shop. But I know you just remember. And it, I always say, like, that was my little black dress. You know, the way people have a little black. That was yeah. mine. I didn't know what to wear. I used to just put that on and I'd always feel nice. Do you know when I'd always That's feel nice? Also. Yeah. Uh, it was me going to. Friend George has got it at the moment, actually. It does the rounds, that dress. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> so obviously you're now working in that area, sustainable fashion, with Manchester Fashion Movement. And yeah. I came to your event last week, which was so exciting because it was just a normal, well, not like I would do that in my normal life, but it was just such a nice day, like meeting new people, chatting to people, being around creative yeah. people, being in a big space where everyone's coming together to create something. Yeah. And yeah, I know you're doing like a few exciting things like that at the moment, aren't you? So yeah, last week was just lovely, wasn't it? And we yeah. were saying like only lucky with the weather and not to talk about the weather, but like it made it in a way, didn't it? Because we could go on the roof that we went on the roof of the building and got all these photos in the go- in the golden hour and stuff. But yeah, it was a great day. It was so just being, like you say, around just, and everyone was just buzzing to be out, weren't they? Working in a, in a I mean, you know, it was still wasn't the same as normal because everyone's wearing masks and you have yeah, to, there's like less health and safety and stuff, but it didn't really matter, did it? Because you were just so glad to be, yeah. <laughs> be around. 
yeah like I was I was like I haven't really slept that much that day either because I've been editing the podcast till late like five and then I just didn't care like I had so much energy going there like it was buzzing was like, <laughs> yeah nice feeling pampered and wearing something nice after months in joggers like I've put something nicer on today and it just makes me instantly feel better. I don't know why I don't do it more often. often. Yeah, because I love my clothes. Yeah, I know. I I can't wait to be out of that feeling though and be back in the like getting dressed up because like you I do you you do feel it's just nice isn't it yeah well it's like dressing up can make such a big difference to your well-being like I've said but then obviously yeah. with what you're doing as well it's such a good cause that's really tapping into how people are shopping more consciously now and obviously it's championing local independent brands which is in line with how a lot of people are going to be changing their yeah, yeah well hopefully yeah because well Manchester fashion movement really like what we're trying to do we, well we set it up in the first lockdown in in March last year um and Camilla and I wanted to kind of because we both had independent businesses all with a focus on sustainability and we wanted to do something together because we thought like you know we were doing grand on our own but like it's can be you know it's just better when you can be together and it's stronger isn't it it's a stronger offering as well when you're bringing it all together and just having God, you know, you know, because when you're on your own, you're like second guessing yourself, going, "Is that a good idea? Oh, should I do that?" You know, and it's just growing. But at least when you can bounce off someone, it's it's just yeah. Yeah, that must be really nice. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, but we wanted to kind of set up something that we were kind of both passionate about. Manchester Fashion Movement is more about education, really. So it's about sort of educating, you know, the impact of the fashion industry, but then also the benefits of being more conscious about your consumption so we kind of do that through education in schools and like youth clubs and stuff that's well that's the plan when we can we can get in there and then um and then through events through the arts so we communicate the message through the arts you know so we have partnerships with we're doing an event with the Manchester Science and Industry Museum and that's all around the climate climate emergency um and then also sort of the bigger picture would be campaigning and influence and change policy change but that's the big picture but yeah so Manchester Fashion is about getting like, like it's in the name of movement getting as many people gathered um and communicating the message in those ways to, uh, that I've just mentioned just to get to get people just to be a bit more considered but I think you know lockdown has catapulted that you know it was a conversation that was being had anyway but I think it's yeah. it, it's it's height, been heightened and it's more people are chatting about it now because Definitely. we've had to, to kind of sit in our thoughts and think about you know the people and the planet and you know how we're being brought these these garments like you know who's making them are they being paid a fair, fair wage are they working in good conditions is it damaging to the planet Do you know what I mean and like because we haven't got we haven't got that long to redress the balance of the damage that we've already created so um it is it is an emergency but we're we're kind of we want to communicate the message in a sort of softer way so people don't feel kind of we don't want anyone to feel bad or you know what I mean oh, we want to feel preached at yeah god yeah because I mean you know I would hate that if someone did that to me so I say yeah. it to someone else um which I kind of like you know if people just do one one little thing you know and if everybody does one little thing sure then that's that's great yeah then it all adds up it all adds up yeah exactly yeah. um so you've been great we've got we've done a lot actually in a year we sometimes we're like oh you know like we all do we're like looking at other people and you're going oh god why are we not doing why, why is yeah, that comparing and you yeah and you just have to stop don't you because it's like oh. I know you've had a podcast and all of that there but so we won't go into all that but we, we all know the reasons of the, the damage <laughs> when you're just looking at everybody else but actually one day a girl um called Kate who hosted a sustainable fashion party that I had in February last year and she has championed us 
um, from the beginning. She's a great advocate and she's been a massive help as well on the business side. And she just said, listen, girls, you know, you've done amazing. You've done. And sometimes just sometimes if you just stop and have a think about what you've done in a short space of time, yeah. like, you know, and just be just give yourself a little bit of a tap in the back. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, you you know, announcing it to the world that you're damn proud of yourself, but just internally, just you have to celebrate it, don't you? And yeah, realize how far you've come and what you've done. And sometimes, a lot yeah. of the time, it does take someone else saying it for you to realize. Yeah, just even the wee small ones. Like every time we have a tiny one, like we've just like I don't know, sorted out the website. We're like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like massive celebration. So I, we've got better at it actually, and it's such a nice feeling anyway. Do you know when you're just checking off your list, going, yeah, we've sorted that, we've got that yeah. done. Everything we're doing, because it's a we're a community interest company, so everything that we're doing revolves around the community and and, yeah. and back into the community. So thank brilliant. It sounds really exciting. It's just it's just a really nice cause, isn't it? and there's going to be loads of people that are behind it. And I feel uh, like it's such a good cause for Manchester. There's so many yeah. people who are behind this kind of stuff, and so many creators. Yeah, and it's just nice celebrating the the great work that because we I suppose a lot of the time you know we are hit by the damaging effects of fast fashion and you know Manchester's about like kind of seem to be you know there's a lot of head office fast fashion head offices here and stuff so we yeah. just want to kind of redress the balance a little bit and just be like look at all this amazing stuff independents are doing and like you know brands and creative independents in Manchester doing great work around you know vintage and sustainable brands and local brands and using local local factories and you know all these different things so um we wanted to celebrate that because like I when I really looked into it because initially last year I was like I want to do like a fashion show we just vintage and then I looked into what was going on in Manchester I mean I don't know why I didn't know but I'm not really massive on social media but then when I started digging I was like my god like look at all this incredible stuff that all these people are doing I was like right we just need to celebrate this and just get them all in and we'll do this fashion show and just you know and just have a party basically (laughs) and celebrate all and it was there was there was certainly an appetite for it because it's not really anything that gets celebrated that much because it's kind of overshadowed by all of the big Big business, yeah. Companies, yeah. yeah, that are not necessarily, haven't got that at their core, you know. No. So then once we realised there was an appetite then, then we just knew then that we, we could do other things around it. Yeah. And I love, like, I love events. And, like, I mean, that's the thing I've missed the most, I think, in the last year. But, you know, so it's lovely being able to communicate the message through events, you know, through the arts, like, and have, you know, performance pieces, about, you yes. know, and redirecting from landfill or whatever the the story is but I just think that's always such a nice way to communicate a message because it's it's enjoyable and it's not threatening in any way do you know yeah people... yeah just a fun way of doing it like the one you yeah. had yeah did you say you had folk dancers yeah we had folk dancers it was just a real big party like it was just felt like a party and a real celebration it was great I mean it was testament to everybody that was involved because they were just all amazing yeah. I, I just I brought it together but didn't have to it really was testament to every, they, you know everyone who got involved and backed it like DJs the dancers the brands just everyone was amazing it was just I was blown away I don't think I really realized on the night it took a couple of weeks and then I was just like god that was ace do you know because on the night I was like, something absolutely unreal like it must have been a lot of work bringing everyone together and I- it was enjoyable, but you know what? It, it it really didn't feel like that because, you know, it, it, I enjoyed it so much. I just used to yeah. after work or at the weekends, I was having meetings with people and I was just like running to meet them because I was just like so excited yeah. at all. And it does, well, that's the thing with everybody. So, you know, if you're passionate about someone, it doesn't ever feel like work, does it? Exactly, you know? yeah. 
can't wait for the next one, Sunsborough. Yeah, I know, me too. Good. But yeah, we've got the one with Mozzie, it'll be amazing with the science and industry because that, that was February, yeah. but then that's been pushed to um, November. But actually, now it's going to be at the same time as like the United Nations like climate emergency conference in Glasgow or something. So it's going to be in the same uh, week. In many ways, it's probably better. Really It'll be really fitting, yeah, with that. And we've got the universities and colleges involved and it's been lovely, yeah. Like the students have all kind of, they've been making garments and we've got dancer, like performance students in there modeling and doing, because it's more a performance piece than a kind of, you know, I mean, I know fashion shows are, but it's very much a performance piece rather than a walking up and down. Yeah, show. yeah. So, and then we have um, someone, you know, curating the music and all the visuals and the art. Oh, yeah, we've got an art department doing all visuals and graphics. And yeah, it's going to be, oh, I can't wait. I know, I can't wait. And I'm really, it's just brilliant for the students as well, because they haven't had, really had an outlet in the last awesome. year to showcase their work or anything. So, which is, again, why we were keen to have a couple of students work that we've been following and really admire um, last Tuesday as well, you know, because yeah. it's you know they're they're the sort of ones to look out for, kind of, aren't they? Come oh, up yeah, they're like the next generation of talent. Yeah. So yeah, so it's oh yeah, there's lots to come with MFM, and we're and it's just like sounds just like it. Exciting, yeah. We've got loads of great stuff coming up, and it's just you know it's been hard because you get you you know you're doing it virtually, you're doing everything kind of, and we're not necessarily overly techie, so it's you know doing you know we're we're more kind of like doers, like actually you know like being yeah. people do you know what I mean and so it's been challenging you know trying to set something up at the moment but on the on the positive side it has given us time in a sort of unstressful kind of environment because you know to, to do things right and set and you know there's no real there was no real time pressure as such on it because we had last year to really kind of in the beginning of this year to really get things right yeah yeah you have to sort of appreciate that don't you like you wouldn't otherwise like yeah get the positives from it yeah, and also I suppose because the whole world was slowing down and everybody was talking about it, it was you know it just was very fitting. Everything's yeah. everything is about timing, isn't it? So it was timely. And so our little strap line is future proofing our world through fashion, which we love. Oh yeah, and, I love that. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's powerful. So yeah, MFM's definitely been one of the positives out of lockdown. So how is your day going today? Yeah, today now um, has been lovely, actually. It has been because some days aren't lovely and they're not great. Just me personally, you know, you just have days. Yeah. To... I got out. I got out. I think I must have got the couple of hours that were nice because it's horrendous now and it was awful this morning, wasn't it? And I met with a friend and we got chips, peas and gravy. Oh, nice. <laughs> Time from Tony's Chippy um, and sat in her car. And we just chatted and had our chips and gravy. Oh, and that sounds really good. He's just messaged me before going, I mean, it's been the highlight of my year so far. It was, <laughs> they were very good chips, peas and gravy. And just, <laughs> just those wee things. And so then that was me. Then I was grand. I came home, did my work. But like that one little thing just breaks the day up and just... Uh, yeah just, oh god I bet yeah it's um just chatting to someone or seeing someone yeah. or yeah, can, and, yeah. Can, and we had we had a little wander around we had to go to Pollard Yard and had to go to Feel Good Club and just had him run around and drop a few things off and pick a few things up all all yeah. off the back last week that I hadn't done already so we had a little wander around and it was lovely in town actually even though I mean you know it's very quiet but because there aren't many cars around the northern quarter there was just loads of people on like roller skates and all oh and might- yeah about I was like look at all this it's great making the most of it yeah 
yeah, Johnny came down in his little roller skates and yeah, the, yeah, just all these guys and girls and skateboards and all just they just would never have been able to do that before because it just no, wasn't volume not. of cars, but they were just all whizzing around all the streets. It was ace. It's see? kind of fascinating when you go into town, isn't it? Seeing what it's like. Yeah. I feel like it's a bit more yeah. in there now. Like last year it was a bit grim. Yeah. I didn't really know when it was all gonna end, but now it's kind of like I didn't go in at all last year because I think it would have, yeah, I don't think it could, yeah, I wouldn't have liked it. Today it just seemed a bit like, uh, there was a bit of hope and I drove past and someone had just sprayed like in Salford, like hope on this like side of it, you know Aww. what I mean? feels like uh, there nice. was light, <laughs> there at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Some lovely graffiti there to lift Yeah, up. I know, exactly. Positive graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, today's been, today's been all right. I mean, Chips, peas, and gravy are always make things all right, aren't they? Well, yeah, so, yeah, you can't go wrong. <laughs> so generally, what are the things that you'd say impact your mental health the most? Um, I would say definitely my skin. I've got eczema. Mm. That plays a massive part on how I'm feeling, how I irritable I am, how I behave to other people. I feel sorry for some ex-boyfriends. All <laughs> because, you know, I probably... Well, I know actually this is I know this now because I've, I've I've sat in it for the last couple of years and thought about it. But yeah, I've I've had it since I was nine months. So I've had it my whole life and I've hid it very well. Yeah. Um, I I'm I was always one of those people that was like, oh, there's worse things to have, you know, and played it down and all of that sort of thing. And actually, it's only been in the last few years that I've acknowledged how debilitating it has been and is, you know, continues to be. Yeah. Um, and how it really has affected how I how I behave, like how I react to things if it's bad, you know. And you you know, I used to think, oh God, I'm just I'm just really this or I'm just really that. And actually, a lot of the time, it was probably because my skin was on fire, you know. And I've reacted maybe badly to something or whatever. And I used to think it was just the way I was, but I, I don't really think. I think it was probably off the back of the fact that I was in agony under all the clothes, you know. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, so bound to have an impact. I and I think I thank the I don't have it on my face. I'm going to touch wood now because I don't want to end up. But I've been very lucky. Do not because I know a lot of people have it all over their face and stuff. And I don't know for yeah. whatever reason, I just never really got it on my face. I might get the odd wee tiny bit, but it'd be you know, it's all on my body, which is why I've been able to hide it very well. Yeah, and I think. It's hard for people to understand when you don't have something and, you know, and then people will say, oh, I get a bit of eczema, you know, like, and they might get a little bit on their, you know, which is terrible. And it's, that's still equally bad and annoying. Yeah. But like, I don't know, it's just hard, isn't it, for people to sort of sympathize or empathize with, with it when you don't have it? Because it's, yeah, of course. Like, it really is, it ticks over your, because you, when your whole body's on fire and you're sore, you, it's hard to concentrate. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I'm surprised. Like, when I think back to like, I might have had to drive to Newcastle for a meeting and I'd sit in the meeting and, you know, there'd be people at the other side of the table and they might be complaining about something or I'm trying to like, you know, get them to sign a contract or negotiate a fee. And I just think, God, how did it, looking back now, I don't know how I got through some of them because all I'd be thinking was, I just want to get back to Manchester, put a cold cotton sheet around my body and just oh, like, you know what I mean? Get relief. I, and it's, I don't know, I just... I think it's only recently anyway I've accepted that it, that it is a pretty shit thing and and that's fine I always felt guilty for ever talking about it or moaning moaning seem to be moaning about it because I always used to think oh god you know there's worse things to have and there are you know I still believe there are far worse things to have but you know what this was my thing and I was well, and it, was, but yeah you, it's something to be that are, yeah. yeah they say that it's a bit shit <laughs> 
um, sometimes really shit. Um, so I, I think definitely that has definitely impacted my mental health over the years and in some way or another, you know, yeah. uh, because if you don't feel like going out or, you know what I mean? And then you don't want to miss out and, you know, all these different things. And even just like what you wear and stuff, which is the, the plus side of that is actually that I have always bought vintage clothes since being a teenager because yeah. I could never really predict how my skin was going to be. So a lot of the things I maybe couldn't wear, you know, um, the nineties and it was a lot of Ethan Strat all, you know, so it's funny now when I, over the years and I, when my skin was really good, I just would just do, would just want to wear a backless top, you know, yeah. those wee cami dresses. Like I just, that's all I wanted to wear. I just wanted to wear something like that there. Cause I used to look at people and think, God, isn't that lovely? I'd love to be able to wear that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I kind of always, I, I'm, I'm, I gravitated then to, my mum used to buy me Vogue magazine when I was a teenager and I used to flick through it and my mum could dress me and stuff. So I, I used to drag her around secondhand shops and we would look at things and she'd say, yeah, I can cut that up or I can do that, do that or whatever. And then I'd try to create things that I'd seen, you know, obviously not the same price tag. I'd recreate things, but I suppose, it, you know, I bought vintage, not because I had to particularly, but I wanted to. I liked being, I wanted to detract from my skin, I think. So I went all out on the outfits, like mad sleeves and, you know, but the good, the really positive thing about that is, which I'm only realizing in my in later years, is that I have always dressed for myself. I've never really followed trends. I've never dressed for yeah. anybody. I've always so that is the real massive positive I can take out of it. I yeah. didn't realize that when I was younger. I just was thinking, you know, this is I just want to be different because I don't want anybody to notice my skin. Um, and also I liked being creative. I loved, you know running around secondhand shops with my mum and, gra- you know, grabbing things and going and looking at patterns and saying, can you make this? And, you know, but we'd yeah. buy old curtain material and she'd make trousers out of it and stuff. Oh, that's so, nice. That's so good. That I know. Fun. I know. Annoyingly now, my, my mum's, um, she can't believe it, but I can't sew. <laughs> it's terrible. I should oh, really? <laughs> so when I can't make anything. And then I said, oh, the time I was home, maybe I was, I was home, maybe it's because you did too much. She was all, oh my God, don't you say that. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't do much um so I'm going to have to learn because it's highly embarrassing when she can make everything she can make furniture paintings she's very, very oh my happy. god yeah that would be I know. <laughs> so um yeah I'm a bit of an embarrassment I'm sure in that in that department <laughs> what's something to aim for isn't it yeah exactly so <laughs> I think you know that's definitely my interest in all of that started dead young but I'm so grateful for that so really I suppose I've got this shitty thing <laughs> of X but actually really there's so many gorgeous things that have come off the back of it as in like yeah. the, the fact that you know I, I've always liked that that type of clothing and I'm, I mean I've mixed it up of not you know I don't wear their um, head to toe but and also just the creativity side and I suppose the confidence side of dressing for yourself yeah because you know, we're like people sometimes they'd be going out and friends of mine they're going on dates and stuff and they'd say like you know sort of dressing for a guy or whatever and I was, and I was like god no, that's just just something that never entered my head because actually I couldn't I didn't have the choice you know I never really had the yeah well you know yeah that I think that's something that I empathize with like I always tried to stand out with my clothing and I would always like get a few laughs from my friends sometimes like things that I'd wear would be di- different and yeah I'd going to vintage shops and finding like the maddest yeah. thing. I, I wrote an article for you didn't I um that I touched on that a little yes. bit um, yeah I remember one time when I was a teenager before when I was living in Derry before I came to Manchester and I had this pink it was like bubblegum pink and it was that it was at the time maybe whatever era that was was it the 70s when that sort of horrible poly like 
what was the material? It was like you always felt like you could go up in flames if anybody came near you. Oh, but it was yeah. bubblegum pink. And when you lifted your it was concertina like that, you know. Um yeah. And when you lifted your arm, the whole sleeve just opened up this whole way. It was incredible. Oh, I mean, wow. I, but I remember I got back with my boy, my boyfriend at the time. We'd split up and we got back together that night. And then the next day he said to me, don't ever wear that shirt. Whenever. Yeah. And I was like, what? I was like, you're not going to tell me. But I remember thinking, well, it didn't stop you getting back with me. So you couldn't have hated that. that yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. And then at work, when I worked in, in like corporate for many years, Every time I turn up at like a sales conference, like you know, these sort of older guys in suits would say, Oh, what have you come as today? Oh. I know. And you know, it's only now I think, God, that's so bad saying that to yeah. I used to say, Oh, what, what have you come as today? And all about my outfits and all. And you know, I mean, I used to just want something interesting rather than a boring suit. I know. And then you realize, God, you just, it's not an environment you should be in when people are talking. No, to no, definitely not. Yeah. So yeah, so I would say that has a big impact. And then in the last, because I lo- that job I was just been saying where that guy said that, I was there for seventeen years, and then I lost that job, which you know they sort of gave me enough rope to save myself, and I didn't because I just didn't want to be there. Um, yeah. So in the end, we sort of parted ways. And but I don't think I'd really considered. The, the, the shock of it afterwards, just when you've been somewhere for 17 years and it's and it's been, it's I wouldn't say defined you, but it's mapped out your whole, you know, you, you get, and I was on, you, you know, you've got this package and it's, you know what I mean? Your life's kind of, yeah. but actually once I lost that job and I, and I've spent the last four years just starting again, really, but really, really trying to do work that I like or where I can upskill. And then now it's brought me to, MFM and now I'm doing great work I really love yeah. um, and I pulled all my skill sets together it's pulled my skill sets soft skills and my passions all together which I feel really lucky that I've managed to do that because it's a nice place to be isn't it where you can be doing stuff that I don't know you're passionate about and that you let and you, and you love really but definitely I, you know I've spent years doing stuff I <laughs> not hated you know I didn't hate it because you know well you got maybe the money was all right and you were it, it enabled you to do like nice stuff going holidays and stuff and all that but after a while that doesn't even excite me because yeah. I really don't want to be doing this I don't want to be in this environment everything about it's just not aligning with with, with me um but but I hadn't really bargained for this sort of roller coaster of emotions afterwards because there was a sense of relief initially and then there was just utter fear of like losing yeah. everything you know, because at, at that time I hadn't even realized, like I didn't even know my own laptop, so they took laptop car, you know, just everything. And I was like, right. I know that sounds like it's just stuff, wasn't it? But I don't know, it was just a thing I had to go through. It was like, I just sort of had to really start again. So there was a lot of fear and then sort of fear about the future and the security, I think, this, you know, that safety net that that I had, you know, um, and, and then I was angry and then I was dead angry because it was like, why didn't they look after me more? And, you know, anyway, I was like, you know, I'd been there so long and they didn't kind of seem to care too much. And, you know, so I was angry then and all this here. And then, and then I realized then I was going for interviews and I just I was a way out of me. I had no my confidence had gone to pot. Yeah. Like, and then I was kind of only applying for jobs I really wanted. So then I was probably coming across desperate when I went there because I was, you know, and then I don't know, it was just, so then 
then my confidence was wrecked because I was like, God, am I ever going to be able to do these interviews? Or like, um, so anyway, it took th- probably four years before I'd gone through this whole like roller coaster of emotions to get to where I am now. But in many ways, it was a journey I needed to take because actually I yeah. put far, far more value on the hours I work for the money I earn. I realized I, my mum said to me when I was like, I don't know, halfway through working there, she said, God, you put no value on that money that you earn. She said, and you're up to half 11 every night and driving around the country and whatever else. And I was like, I was like, what's she on about? You know, <laughs> I like, don't even know what yeah. you mean. And what do I know now? I know exactly what she means now because I know every single, but also I realized I plastered over things that I should have been sorting out in my head for probably three or four years before I left there. If I had maybe taken the time, but I, I wasn't ready and it's fine. And, you know, I, I, I was only ready when I was ready and that's fine. Yeah. Um, but I plastered over all of that by just shopping and spending money. And right. Hemorrhaging yeah. money. <laughs> As someone said to me, once you hemorrhage money. And I was like, oh. again, sort of laughed at that. But then I realized, yeah, you're right. I, that's, I did do that for a, a lot of years because... I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I, like my mum said, maybe I just didn't put value on on it, or I don't know. Or I, I, I it was a plaster, a plaster. It was plastering over me actually dealing with whatever it was was going on with me. Um, I just shopped and went on holiday and whatever else, you know. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot. I uh, so it was dangerous though because I just I wasted it. Do you know what I mean? I wasted a lot of it. I can definitely have a very good time. <laughs> I had a very good time. <laughs> yeah of course yeah you, you like the memories of a lot of memories or hazy memories that's what I would call myself yeah <laughs> yeah and a blinding time um yeah. there's a little bit of me you know like at the moment in the last year when it's like you know I miss everyone like mad I miss my friends and stuff but there's a bit of me it's like you know it's not forever and also I mean you have had your fair share of party and I'll do you know what that's what I <laughs> yeah. one year out is not really going to <laughs> I do you too you know what I mean you've had yeah I'm the same I, I used to cram a lot in so it's not like I spent my life missing out up to the point no, of what I, exactly <laughs> I know because I do think sometimes I think god imagine imagine you'd never been to a festival or do you know what I mean and now you you might you know at least at least yeah I've done stuff like that so it's grand yeah I mean I'm sure a lot of things will go back to normal but it does make you sort of glad that you did a lot of things like, I mean I can empathize with the redundancy things I think it was around the same time that it happened to me and you because it was about yeah it was I remember years ago I think that might yeah. be one of the things we were talking about because when we did that web series I was just spending my time trying to do vaccine things then so it must have been not long after that we yeah. uh, did that and it definitely affected my confidence massively like like still for years like and I went through all the same things, applying for jobs and just feeling a bit like happy to take whatever, just going after things that I was probably overqualified for. And, and even when I was out, I was not feeling like I even deserved that job. Um, yeah. I remember reading a thing years ago saying like everyone should go through losing a job in their life because it'll it'll really shape you and shape your life. And yeah. at the time, you can't appreciate that. It's only when you look no. back and you see. I remember as well, like, you know, because... Nowadays, people don't stay in jobs that long and they have side hustles and they, you know, they've all got, whereas there was a stage was now that people just stayed in jobs for years and it was kind of seemed as a yeah, good, of but I remember like a friend saying to me like, why don't you just go for interviews anyway? Because you don't want to be left that if they do, you know, it happens and then you, you know, you've been in the same, because you do get a bit institutionalized when you're somewhere for 17 years. It's such a long time. God, yeah, real long time. But like, 
And but again, when you're sort of just coasting along in a job and everything's all right, you just think, why would I bother preparing to go for a job? Yeah. Another thing that I would say is is just go for them when you're not you're not in any desperate need for a job. Do you know what I mean? Like just go yeah. for them. Push anyway, out of the comfort zone. Out of it, and just do it because God, I mean, the landscape is so different now, you know, than it was whenever I like you know for interviewing and and the, what the what the what what they asked you to do and in an interview and stuff. And I think as well, I got I got like I went for this interview a couple of years ago, and I really wanted the job, and I did all these like elevator pitches, all this stuff, you know, from Manchester, and then they took, they brought me down to London and got me to do it all again, and they were all gushing over me, and and it was sort of seemed like the perfect combo. It was like a it was a platform, but it was all around drama, and students being able to see every single play online. And I remember oh, thinking, but when I was at uni, and I couldn't go to watch every play I wanted to do because of the cost of it, and also you know, but yet they you know there was this platform, and it would have all these Q and As with all the actors and stuff, and it was it was a great oh, thing. If it existed, I was like, God, I wish that had that had been around when I was at uni and stuff. So I went for the interview and I got, you know, I spoke to my friend who's the head of a school and I applied, you know, some changes that Wofstead were doing again. You know, I really, I couldn't have been more prepared for this interview. And I got there and I think they just stole all my ideas and then didn't give me, and then just said I was nervous and that was their only bit of feedback. I was like, oh, I hate that. Really lame. And that knocked me there. That was me. Yeah. And I I remember exactly where I was the day the girl phoned me in the recruitment. She said, she said, Alison, I've never been more shocked to tell someone they haven't got a job. She went, I can't believe it. And um, that's worse than just getting... When you, know, when you know exactly where you are, I was coming out of UK fast. I'd been to the pr- oh, first yeah. conference and it was in there. And I remember coming out of there and having such a great day at that conference and loving it and thinking, God, that was fantastic. Um, I'd learned so much, you know. And, you know, they talked a lot about, you know, being a better ally and all that there. And it was just, it was just great. I just, it was a brilliant conference. And right. that, I remember coming out and it was sunny in the car park and and then this girl phoned me and I, and I was just like, what? I mean, I think I was even shocked and I'm not that I was that confident, but you know, like they paid, sent me, I got this envelope in the post and everything and I go to London, I was all paid. And the, you know, it sort of seemed like it was just format me going to London, you know, because of everything it said. Yeah. I don't know. So well, that there, then that was another year where I was like, I'm never going for an interview again. Yeah, you know? then it's an, another knockback when you're already shaking on confidence. But it, I, it wasn't right, was it? Like it's hard to. No, time, but no. It have been I mean, do you know? Do you know what I learned from that? Actually, someone had said to me, "Look, make sure an interview be your interview. Be sure it's what they're asking you to do, Alison. Because the way you're talking to me, you're about three years down the line with a promotion. <laughs> but yeah. you know, yeah. that seems like really loyal and entrepreneurial. Do you know? So I was saying, "Oh, you could do that," and you could. Do you know what I mean? And I, I realized I got completely carried away myself, and I scared them half to death. I think. They probably thought she's great, but like, you know, she'll be wanting to do all sorts and we're, we, we're not ready. Yeah. I think what it was, they just weren't ready. I mean, they probably would do all the things, but, um, so there is a lesson in that too. You test them though, don't you? So it's like. Well, you, of course you try and do like, and also I was dead excited about this company. I was like, God, this is yeah. great. They could do all sorts. And, um, but, and it was their feedback to be fair, which is so lame. Like, I think we could have done better. Yeah, that's not fair when you'd gone on. Yeah, it's not fair. That's it. It's just not fair. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's, they're all, they're all lessons. You like, well, they're all lessons, aren't they? You learn from them all, don't you? Of course. Yeah. It's funny. Probably wouldn't be here you just, You've reminded me. Um, I went to a, an interview with a, it was a fast fashion brand and I was really excited about it. I knew I could do it. It was like similar to the role that I'd been doing. And then 
I didn't end up getting it. I didn't know why. I didn't get any feedback at all. And then um, a couple of years later, the agency I was working at started working with that brand. And then someone I was working with talked to the person who'd interviewed me and he said, oh, yeah, I think she wanted like loads of money. Um, and I think she wanted like a, a higher role. And I'd never said anything like that. I just wanted that. Yeah. Specific role. Like, I would have been so over the moon. So I thought I was underperformed in the interview, but it turned out I, like, I'd done too much. Like you did. But then they left oh, you yeah. thinking that, that they left you thinking that you'd under. So then yeah, you're like, because they never told me that. Like, if they never told me that, that would have probably really boosted my confidence. And I would have yeah. thought, oh, no. but no. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah there's a lot they could do better in that world too and I think at the minute they need to because people's confidence are not going to you know I think being, you've been out of the loop for the last year yeah it'd be hard isn't it going back yeah. into like you know kind of you know fast-paced work but you know working environment like all crazy <laughs> meetings all the time. and I know that's been the same with zooms and having back-to-backs but I don't know just being around lots of people I think would be scary and all especially if people are going from work from home to back in full time in an office because everyone's going to be different like some are doing flexible working but some are back and yeah that's going to be quite scary for some people um luckily where yeah. I work yeah, just keeping it flexible seeing what people want to do which is good but I will look yeah spending time with people as well I uh, yeah, I know it does I've last week sort of definitely sort of taught me that I was like it was so nice wasn't it and even yeah. that face like you know running around it was great guys you're such a buzz out of it yeah I mean, we're we're it's human nature, isn't it? We want we we just want to be around people, like yeah, social creatures. Even when we think yeah. we want peace and quiet, it's you know too much of a good thing now. <laughs> I the, I mean, I think I probably have learned actually out of this last year that I quite like it. I was always running around, just pulling my time, but yeah, same. I think I've got better at and and actually investing a bit more in me rather than because yeah. again was when I look at that that was probably a little bit of a plaster too you know just running around like saying you'll do everything and help you know what I mean just I instead actually I'll be better to all rounder if I've I've invested a little bit now of time in myself and I've done that in the last year and like it is so true when you do just invest a little bit of time in yourself like of even if it's upskilling or I don't know just sitting in your own thoughts and being all right about stuff you know yeah definitely if it's like been something that's been bothering you like just have it out yourself and put it to bed or move on like I've, I've spent a lot of time in the last few years I mean I did go to a cognitive behavioral therapy person and um so yeah. and it wasn't like they were telling me anything I didn't know but I, I quite liked that formalized every other Tuesday I was going to this girl and you know that, yeah. that for me you know having that formalized time where I you know, for the first few weeks, she just didn't say a word because all I did was cry and rash out and whatever. And then eventually then, you know, you just, and then it was a whole process. And then by the end of it, I was like, all it really was in the end was just that, that batting out those unhelpful thoughts that creep under your head and just, you know, and I'm not, I can't do it all the time, but I've definitely become better at it. And it's been really helpful. And also that sort of reframing things, you know, like, I mean, this is this isn't, isn't the best example, but I'm just trying to think of the most recent thing that happened, and I was so delighted with myself that I actually reframed my thoughts. I was more excited about that in the end of all. I did it. I, did it. <laughs> I was. I really love Sundays. Like I love being with my friends or my family. Like a Sunday, I just love Sundays. I love sitting around eating, drinking, you know, just being around people on a Sunday. Yeah. So I've really struggled on a Sunday in all of this if I've been by myself. So Sunday's been the day I really have realised I need to 
arrange to go to, for a walk or I need to have something, you know, not to be just by myself. And but I think still it's not really this because I, I always sort of see it as a day where you like, all right, you go for a walk, but then you end up some, and somewhere having a big Sunday dinner and, you know, drinking wine or whatever with all with lots of people or whatever, or even one other person. Oh, so I can't wait to do that. Again. I really I know I can't wait. I really want a Sunday roast. And then I was like, oh, what's, you know, and in my head, I was having this, you know, mad conversation. Oh, what's <laughs> the point? And all that money, you're just going to be here eating by yourself or whatever. And then I was like, no. Just get the food and make the dinner and just do it or what it'll do you for three nights anyway or whatever. So I made it all and I, and I like cooking anyway. So I enjoyed the whole process. I had a glass of wine while I was doing it and da da da. And then I made this lovely roast chicken and all of the mash and all the things I like, cauliflower cheese oh, <laughs> and yeah. stuffing yeah. and everything. And I made it and plated it all up. And then I turned around and I walked towards my dining table. And then I just like burst into tears because I was like, oh. this is shit. Because I can. But then, do you know what? I sat down and I thought, right, Alison, this is one of two things here. You're either going to drink a whole bottle of wine, be miserable because you, <laughs> and then you're, yeah. and you're not going to enjoy your dinner. And this is what you want. You wanted this roast chicken dinner. Um, or you can just enjoy it. And actually, you are very lucky to be able to have cooked that dinner in a hot house and you've got the nice glass of wine and, you know, just be grateful yeah. for that thing. And it was something, you know, it's not exactly, but I remember within a second, I just, got myself in that place of being a bit grateful and and just enjoy the food and enjoy the what you know and not it not end up ruining your whole day yeah. for nothing really for a couple of hours of somebody being there or whatever just enjoy this here and I did and then I was all oh my god I did it I reframed my thoughts yeah. <laughs> and I was so lured with myself I was like oh, I can do it not I mean I'm quite sure the next time I might not be able to because it wasn't exactly you know the worst situation in the world but it's sort of I just oh, it's bad isn't it if you it when you just feel nice to know that I could uh, you did the best thing because you you felt that so you let yourself cry you didn't try and bottle it up but then you moved on quickly rather than like you're saying like I like, sitting in it all day yeah I, well or just guzzling a whole bottle of wine to myself and probably opening another one that's probably what would have happened but at least <laughs> So I wasn't, wasn't hungover. And then, because then I was like, well, if you do that as well, your eczema is going to be even worse. And, you know, and I was having this complete conversation. In me. Yeah. And then it just spirals. <laughs> and then it spirals out of control, doesn't it? But so, yeah. So just like, I mean, none of these things are easy, are they? Like trying to bats, you know, because I've had years of, you know, not never been able to do that and just, you know, having awful thoughts in your head. Oh, yeah. It's such a useful it is useful if you can get if you can even try the tiniest wee but to try and be like right okay let's let's you know but I mean I'm not saying it's easy by any stretch and it's not even something that's going to like make everybody feel amazing but if you can do it the odd time it's because actually sometimes I would have went off the handle about stuff and then and then thought why have I done that because the only person that's upset now is me you know you lose control of the situation just taking an hour and just sat with myself and thought What's the best way to deal with this? Do you know? Because I'm I'm very much like I do stuff off an emotion. I'm not a very yeah. you know, I would I'm not a person to go, let's have a think about this. And uh, yeah. let's just do you know what I mean? I'm just not but, I, again. I've tried yeah. to be better and tried to go, hold yeah. on a wee second, just take an hour, just have a wee think about this here. Because actually in an hour's time you probably won't be that pissed off or you yeah, won't be exactly. whatever, you know. It's such a valuable thing better, to, be able to, actually, to learn to step outside your thoughts. Like that's a massive thing. Like 
and I'm still not perfect either but I, yeah. I started I realized that more when yeah. you can step outside your thought and then you can see what's happening and then you take a minute to just think rather than just reacting it can just I because sometimes like I might have been thinking that or reacting to that because like my skin was sore or I was hormonal yeah. do you know what I mean probably have been some other thing it wouldn't even have been rational yeah. even but you know there'd have been uh, other factors so it is it has definitely been helpful for me and I, I can tell the way you're talking it's probably been helpful for you but it's a, again you know I wasn't ready to be that to, to do it years ago because well, I, I just used to be like oh you know boo poo and everything and I don't know I just I just wasn't ready you just have to be ready don't you for these things of course and, yeah they say that it, they say that people go through stages with it of being ready for treatment and um if it's if it's too early on then it won't work and you won't, they won't yeah. complete treatment properly. yeah because I that and when you say that about not being ready I remember at one point when I was in that job for the in the corporate and and I remember going to this woman and and paying for it and thinking god this is a lot of money and this better work but but it doesn't matter even that because I remember just being there and I just I yeah I just wasn't ready yeah and I, I, like I needed to lose my job and go under this whole spiral of for to go then and just to actually just sit still and listen and and yeah. take it and try well the thing is I suppose it's that thing isn't it we're like I had to kind of it had I had to try and because I was like I can't go on like I am being of course yeah it's it's annoying that we we can't just be when you're not through it because oh she wouldn't appreciate the value of it like Mm-hmm. I almost think where, where, where is that country where they just get like sort of they, they chat to somebody once a month or something all the time in work isn't there somewhere where that's just a thing because sometimes it's just that isn't it just offloading yeah. onto somebody, like not not onto somebody that you not offloading that's not the right word but you know like just talking to somebody isn't in your you know it's not in your life particularly yeah someone who's got like that perspective outside of it right. like neutral because sometimes like it's you know yourself you know you may be trying to help a friend or someone there's only so much that you'll say because when you're not trained or or also you don't want somebody taking someone the wrong way and and there's always that thing too people say how can you say that when you've done that or what you know what I mean people it's just yeah so <laughs> you know too much <laughs> yeah, you know too much so you're like I mean as if you know you don't even do that you know and then you can't help yourself can you even though they're trying to be kind and nice but um God, I know the, mind, the mind is a bloody it's a yeah trying to navigate your thoughts sometimes yeah exhausting no. <laughs> my, I've got so much chittery chattery in my head like it never stops oh god yeah bad Alison and good Alison just having a full skill <laughs> and I'm all guys shut up <laughs> you, um, um, thankfully good Alison always wins and at the minute so that's good <laughs> yeah do you do meditation I'm, I have done and I try a little bit because I, I'm totally aware of like the, 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 you know, the benefits of it and stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a potter. I get, a I potter a lot, you know, like, and I get a lot of, that's quite meditative for me, pottering in, in silence. Like, you know, I don't, sometimes I'll sit, I'll just sit in absolute silence in my house and, and just let my mind drift and not think about anything and just sit there. And I can do that. And for me, that would that's my meditation. I don't actively sit down and do, but I think that's yeah. that that is my that's mine. And it works for me. I've always been a potter, you know, like I might just open a drawer and just start looking through it and fix it and that. 
and I won't be thinking about anything else, do you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like It's just about emptying your mind, isn't it, really? Of course it is, yeah. Well, I mean, it's whatever works for you. Um, I, I I try to get in, more into meditation because when you say all well, the noise in your head, like, that, it's the same with me and then I end up having a headache with it. But um, <laughs> I, it's, it's, doing, it's building habit, isn't it? I've, yeah, like the pottering thing, like before lockdown, I just didn't give myself any time to just be around the house and do things like that. But um, I've had days where I've just potted on a weekend and it's just been great uh, like just seeing what you feel like doing right yeah and there's a little book um my uh, uh, um, well Camilla who is my business partner in MFM she got me for Christmas it's a book about pottering oh, <laughs> and really? I was, oh my god it's just me I mean it does sound like it's been written by an Irish person because they do talk about a lot about like I don't know it's just I don't know it just sounded very much <laughs> my mum as well but um yeah, you know, there, there's you have to find what what your thing is, and not feel well, like yeah. meditation has to be. The, you know, if there's a, if there's something that you do that empties your mind, and it might just be walking, or yeah. you know, or whatever it is, like or gardening is the other. Like my mum and dad are mad gardeners, and they say that's their thing. You know, yeah. Like I'll take my dog out in the morning. Like most mornings, I'll do it. And if I didn't have a dog, like I probably wouldn't go for. A walk every morning then I'll take him after work and it just that time just that's that's sort of the same thing isn't it you're just there with your moving around really thinking about anything now that just starts my day off right yeah and if I haven't done that I don't feel right for the day like it's getting outside as well it's a big thing Aye. I know there was um a few friends said to me god get a dog because it really gives you a reason to get out you know and stuff I know I'd love a dog and I think I would say like the thing that would help me the most about if I was having a bad day is, you know, like, and, and I'm not saying there are days when I just sit in it and I sit in my bed and I might watch Netflix or whatever. And I, and I try not to beat myself up too much about that. I know that's not that easy if, you know, if you've got, I mean, it's been a bit easier at the minute, doesn't it? Cause you're not, you don't have as many places to be or whatever, but like, yeah. But the main thing for me, I think that, that I would say, I try and do just to make just to lift me out of whatever as if I just achieve one thing even if it's just you know washing my hair <laughs> which I'm not a fan of <laughs> or, no I'm not no God, I hate it. or like you know even just sorting a drawer out in your house like lots of people yeah. have said in lockdown that they sorted their knicker drawer out and it's like they felt like it was just the best thing ever you know they were finding knickers from like about 15 years <laughs> clearing out their underwear you know just anything that feels like a sense of achievement and that you've moved forward yeah in a small way or even like the thing I really need to do and I'm asking you know like emails that you get from clients putting them under a file at the side you know organizing your laptop like you would do yeah you know that sort of thing like I'm always like god I need to do that but even just just small things like anything like that that just makes you feel like a sense of and I'm, and like I say, I'm not saying like there's days I just couldn't even achieve that anything, and that's fine too. But I really try my hardest and do one wee small thing that'll that'll make me feel like, well, I've done that anyway. So that's that's something. Do you know what I mean? And I, I do I do feel like the minute you do something that's a wee bit of an achievement does lift your mood. Yeah, I mean, it does. Side and maybe seeing someone and all that definitely does. But there's t- most of the time if I'm feeling rubbish, I don't I don't really want to because. I love being around people and I love people's energies and stuff. But weirdly, if I'm feeling crap, I, I go into myself about and I'll retreat. Yeah. So, which I know isn't great because I know the minute I speak to somebody, I instantly feel better. But for some reason, I just really struggle to when I'm 
I suppose it's a sense of like you just don't want people seeing you look after you because no, it's a big thing at the moment. Like, yeah, I, I do the same. Like I, I tend to not reach out to people if I feel like I'm not my best, which is uh, it's, it's silly, isn't it? I think a lot of us are probably doing that at the moment. Though. Like you don't feel like you're giving your best self to the world, but it's definitely yeah. because we're all going through it. So we, it would yeah. it goes, as soon as you speak to someone, you share that experience uh, and it makes you feel so much better but it's just reaching out isn't it and being like uh, starting a conversation about it like you don't always feel like doing that and and sometimes all it is is it's, you know someone's saying I've got your back you know I'm here or what you don't know what I mean it's oh, just, yeah it can like, make like gestures it's just like oh you know yeah, it really can the yeah. draw thing as well I was having a really bad day last Monday don't know why I had no idea why I felt so anxious but I my bedside draw for ages I've been doing my head and it's got all my makeup in and every time I'd go in there like it just stressed me out looking for stuff and like brushes and things like old mascaras there that you couldn't yeah. even die in your eyes <laughs> it would have been so easy to sort out it's just one of those things that you put off for ages and then I bought these draw dividers and um oh yeah everything into little compartments and oh. it turned my whole day around I felt so oh, I know I know it's so nice doesn't it every small thing small wins yeah. <laughs> they do make all the difference don't they? but also I think maybe just we wouldn't have put so much emphasis on them wee small ones before which and they're lovely aren't they yeah so they we'd, are. we'd have had so many bigger things to be doing or being excited of about of course we did yeah like you would never think that's a priority but you wouldn't think it would make that much of a difference thing oh and you probably wouldn't even mention it either would you you probably wouldn't even mention it like no not at all but now it's like so much life-changing <laughs> yeah. so that would be your, that was going to be my question that that would be your coping method when you're having a crap day do I would say try and do small thing not how small trying to do one like trying to do something if I'm having a really flat day I would I would try but 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 sometimes I can't even you know I don't even and then I don't I don't I've learned to be a bit kinder to myself and I don't beat myself up about it yeah I you can't help but feel guilty sometimes like that you maybe haven't done what you should have done yeah um try not to know because I just think nobody's gonna die you know yeah the the things. you know what I mean it's you're just gonna have to double up on your hours tomorrow or yeah. later whatever but if that's what you have to do then that's fine and the thing is I, I could work all day long and every day if I'm feeling all right because I enjoy I'm fine work you know but so those days when I'm just for whatever reason really flat or whatever I just think well you know I mean the thing is it's a bit different because I haven't got kids or anything and you know so it's a you know I, I completely appreciate so many of my girlfriends are have children and you know sometimes you, you haven't got that luxury to just sit still and whatever and you know so I talking about like you know not, not everyone would have that you know have that option because you've got to just you've got to just show up haven't you when you've got kids and of course yeah I am in awe of every one of them because I know their level of patience and kind of yeah energy and strength, yeah everything I'm just amazing 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 they're just yeah. all um it is all a different different situation for experiences them experiences of it exactly mm. so what's been your biggest challenge during lockdown um I mean when it started I felt really angry because I just had that sustainable fashion party and it went dead well and I was like oh my god you know this was great and maybe this is a thing I could be doing and I felt dead pleased and I got lots of contact after it you know other things to you know to do with people and and then so we went into you know and I I just was dead angry but I mean it was a ridiculous thing to be feeling I just felt a bit like no way are you doing this to me when everything's going so well you know yeah and, and then I caught myself off <laughs> 
she's also, you know, it's a global pandemic. But, you know, that's how I felt for a couple of weeks. I was about like, felt about hard done by. Um, and then when I obviously give me head a wobble, I, I really struggled to focus. I couldn't even focus on the smallest of tasks. Yeah. I mean, I haven't got a particularly good attention span anyway, and I haven't had since a child. I mean, that was always, my you know, if a pen dropped behind her, she'd be whipping round to look, you know, I had absolutely no attention span. So, but I really, really struggled to focus on anything really for, for, for then another couple of weeks. And then, and then like everybody, you know, the sun was out and it was like, Oh, you know, drinking and having a nice time. So then there was a bit of that and then you had to get to have to get a grip of that. And then, and then, I don't know. I just, I just, yeah, I just kind of rode out all of that there. And then, and then, and then things kind of started to, I just got some focus and I applied myself a bit better. I just, I made conscious effort to kind of make sure that between certain times I was doing something, you know, but and if I didn't, I didn't, again, I didn't beat myself up, but, but I just made a bit more conscious effort to get, you know, try and decide what it is. It was how I was going to use this time now, you know, but a, a bit yeah. better than I'd been doing at the beginning of luck, you know, so and then, you know, even like I've, I've, went, I've been doing this digital marketing course, it's just all stuff I never would have done before, you know. So I've, I have, I feel like I've, I've got a bit out of it, you know, the, the whole idea of lockdown. I've got, you know, I've used it sort of all right. I haven't, I don't feel like I've wasted it completely. Sorry, I'm just trying to think of, am I answering this question or am I way off on a tangent? <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> what am I saying? What, what, what have I got out of lockdown? Or how, no, how hard has it been? I, I just... um. Do you know what? Actually, the, the the hardest bit for me is I I am a, a yeah like a lot of people. I just love being around people. Yeah. I'm always, always out and do out and about, you know doing stuff. So that was hard. But actually, I've learned that it's all right too. And actually, I've, I've all the stuff that I've done for myself and I've invested in myself. It's taught you know what I mean. I needed to do, and I don't think I would have done if I wasn't. If we hadn't been in this situation, no. I would have just went on like I was. And I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed getting to this place and finding something that I like because actually work now is just so enjoyable. I don't feel like I need to be filling in the gaps. We like always, I don't know. I mean, I might feel differently once we can go out again. Um, yeah, that'll be the challenge, won't it? Like just seeing how yeah, you adapt because we obviously want there to be a balance. So the challenge will be, can we keep it up and like keep ourselves and keep our boundaries, I guess. Um, Aye. So we will be excited to do that. And balance, the balance, I was never right to think in my life. It was always tough to hold yeah. We're just keeping the balance a bit better. But um, I think I just I struggled struggled with that. But, and, yeah, I mean, last year, it was it was very much like not seeing my mum and dad and then my niece, even though she loves her, but, you know, I didn't see much of her. It was hard family and then my family in Brighton and stuff. Because not seeing family has been hard because normally we'd be flitting about seeing each other, you know. Yeah. You know, that was hard. And then I got home at Christmas and even though I just literally went to sit in my mum and dad's house and that was it, like I went from one house to another and it was in lockdown there. But actually I came back and I felt like so uplifted because I just had a change of scenery and also I managed to see them. Yeah. Yeah, just a change of... Yeah, and seeing that must have been lovely. Are they still in Derry? They're between Derry and Donegal, but they were in Derry at Christmas. So, yeah, so that that was really nice, you know. And I miss the beach. I love the beach. Even, oh, like, the, oh, yeah. the hot, like, I, I'm quite happy to go because in Donegal, it's, the beach is never normally that warm. But I, yeah. I, I miss the beach, like, because when we were allowed to go out, we did, I did have a couple of wee runs to 
Ormby and that, you know, because oh, yeah. that would be my place. Like, I don't know, I just love walking along the beach. Oh, yeah, that I can't wait to go to. Yeah, also beach there's just a different yeah. bit of scenery. Um, and just the air, whatever it is about yeah. the, air, the beach, it seems to like be good for eczema. I don't know, just why oh, my skin always feels oh, nice yeah. being on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I was doing a meditation the other day and it had the sound of the ocean in the back. And I was oh. like, oh my God, I forgot how much I've missed this. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just, that's just my sound because I used to live in Spain as well, like close to the beach. Oh God, that sound just yeah brings it all back. Just makes me feel yeah. Like, oh, I do think I know I'm destined to live somewhere looking out at I don't know a beach or water. <laughs> That's a dream. Oh, but, yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean it's it's been hard, but you know what? It's I have to accept that there's been far harder people have had far harder times. So you know I, I don't know. I just it's been hard, but it's not been as bad as I'm sure it has been for some. Yeah. People, so. I don't kind of have to be careful too, don't you, about how much you um no, I, I, I don't know, know it's all relevant, to... relevant. Sorry, but I, I'm very I'm very aware that like it's not been as bad as it has, you know, like I I, I um I volunteer at Emma Lines, which is like a food bank and stuff, and you know, you just oh, see yeah. how some people are struggling and you know it's a stark realization that oh, we're not you know, we're all right. Yeah, puts it in uh, the pocket, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And they do amazing work there. They do fantastic work. So um, I feel really lucky to be part of that that because they do great. Karen who runs it's amazing. She does great work. Um yeah, a little allotment and everything now. So they're gonna have a little allotment where they can grow all their own fruit and veg and people can come and learn how to grow their own fruit and veg and then oh, take it that's back. Good. And stuff. I know why that's gonna they're gonna get they even find out about that. So that's pretty cool, isn't it? Like I a mean, wee community hub. I know some things like that might have got worse, but some of a lot of those issues did already exist as well, but people might not necessarily realise. So I guess a good, good thing about all this is that people are so much more aware of these issues and they just uh, felt like going into food banks now and doing these drives and volunteering and everything. I know people seem to be more open to um I just... You know that all—that's all the lovely stuff that's come out of this, isn't it? Just the care yeah. and nature of people, like sharing and caring and yeah. kindness and all that. You know, that—that's the nice bit. That will—that will continue. That people will look out for their neighbours still, and you know, all these different things. And Definitely, people and just people that are struggling and stuff. But yeah, we have to hope that that stays. Yeah, it's I, all the nice. Hopefully, yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when you're having a rubbish day what's one thing that you wish someone would do for you or anyone um probably just land at my door which is a massive ridiculous thing to say whenever I don't speak to anybody when I'm feeling like that they're probably like we don't even know that you're feeling shit else and how would we even know they landed your door but I always think I just know if someone turned up now even though I'd be mortified because of the me and all but I'd be like oh thank god you know nobody's a mind reader but I always think that that would be just but I mean it's a ridiculous thing to say because how can people just do that when they don't even know that um you're you know you're if you're not talking about it to anybody then how do they know yeah although in saying that a lot of them always say I just left you because I thought I had not heard from you and you went a bit quiet and you weren't responding you were having a few couple of wee days and I was like no no when they don't hear from me um yeah that's your friends know don't they they know they always yeah 
sometimes <laughs> you just you do you just want to see some of your friendly face don't you of course yeah you know. yeah and you do wish people would just yeah. read your mind sometimes because you don't want to say it <laughs> you don't want to ask for it <laughs> or you don't want to put, put so, so stupid <laughs> I, know. I know what you mean I know you're like I know because even you know exposing and I'm not a mind reader and you're like just try <laughs> <laughs> Um, please no no it's ridiculous but anyway yeah that's uh that's probably not the most um yeah but people turn on or what what else would I hope that would happen usually I just be, do you know what do you know because because now I know like this isn't going to last for long I might be all right tomorrow you know you always know that it's not going to la- you know it passes yeah that feeling. you always know don't you it's going to pass I guess I'll probably just I'm always thinking, just hurry up and pass. <laughs> you know, like you just always wishing to hurry up and pass now so I can get on. That's a powerful thing to realise as well, though, isn't it? Like that can really calm you down if you think you're going to be all right, I, uh, be all right tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow's a new day. Like it does always yeah. pass. I mean, again, that's taken me ages to get to that point as well. Do you know what I mean? That's not something, that's only a recent thing. I've been able to do that. That that That's taken a while to get to there. Like a lot of what I'm saying about batting things out me from like it's all kind of in the last probably year that I've been able to do it like prior to that I was like oh you just thought your life was didn't you just like oh this is never ending and you couldn't see past but I suppose I mean the other thing is as well I think which a lot of people do I know as well you know that whole of like why did I not pay more attention when I was younger to x y and z that's why I'm in this situation now you know all that beating yourself up about the stuff in the past and then then worrying about oh I've lost this job and what's my future going to look like now you know I'm starting again and you know again and it's a thing of like stop looking back and stop looking forward just and the minute you do you sort of just think right well this is happening at the minute and if I just put my all into this and my passion and all everything my energies into this then all good stuff will come anyway but just yeah. don't be worrying about it but even that's it's hard to even get to that place like it's all these things that you know you're working towards getting to so that you just are a little bit lighter because god it's heavy in it when you're carrying that around it's just like oh feel like you just wait yeah it's hard to tell yourself in the moment like it's all gonna be all right and everything that you've gone through is gonna be you useful in some way and it's you and it's all helping your experiences and helping your future it's so easy to dwell on the past but um I mean, I suppose they are only useful if you if you if you you do learn from them. But if you don't, yeah, you know what I mean. Well, of course, and yeah, happening, and you just don't bother. Then it's like, God, well, you know, what do you expect here to happen? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it is important, very important that you try and take something. You know, people try and take something away from from everything because that's eventually how I've tried to look at things. Because I don't think I did that either. I never no. really took away lessons. Do you know what I mean? It was just yeah. like always like, oh, well, there. So that's that. That company was this and blame, blame, blame. Do you know what I mean? It was always yeah. something else. And you might not even know what you the know. lesson is until ages later. Uh, but yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't beat yourself up. Like life isn't. And there's. No. And nor do you want it to be God. No. Or things to be perfect. No way. It's better off trying, isn't it? And giving someone a go. Oh, or definitely. And then, uh, isn't it? Then not bothering at all. And having regrets, maybe, that you didn't. Exactly. Yeah, I would yeah. rather try something and fail and know that I did it than have regrets. Uh, yeah. I know, because I panicked then. Like, on the night of that party, I was like, it was only seven weeks turnaround. And I thought, 
what have I done here? What if this is a total disaster and these people are here? And it's just like, what have I done? And then, you know, and it wasn't perfect. You know, there was plenty of things that didn't happen. And, you know, somebody walked out and said that they thought it was going to be more interactive. And I was like, oh, well, okay. You know, <laughs> things that weren't. I, and well, in the main, it was a success. So I just take away that and take away the things that it'll do differently the next time, you know. So yeah, I'm Everything just that's worth doing is going to scare you. Like, and if it doesn't scare you, then it's it's not very exciting is it yeah exactly so what what do you think is the best thing you ever did for yourself um oh god there's a couple of things just recently I know I wouldn't I would probably well I think one of the things definitely for me as in like something that I wanted to do and I planned myself rather than sort of jumping onto somebody else's dream or they wanted to go there or whatever I went to Kerala and went and did like an Ayurveda like retreat in Kerala in India was definitely like something that I always wanted to do and it was a holiday that I you know I did it with my friend Georgia and she wanted to do it too which was great but it definitely felt like something that you know because sometimes you can jump on holidays and you can go to places and it might be someone else's dream that they wanted to go there and you're like okay I've always wanted to go but you know it's not but this was really like something I felt like I really wanted to do and I got a lot out of you know because I mean it was hard (laughs) having been cleansed for like 10 days of nothing (laughs) um but uh but yeah it was amazing just doing yoga every morning like looking out at the Adriatic and all and then just oh experience was great and Kerala is absolutely beautiful I remember telling me about Kerala um I think it was that day we did that series and I remember you saying you can take you say you can take a magazine to them and they'll just make the clothes for you out the magazine oh right I don't know I but there's people that just make it can make you suits and you can just take anything I and yeah 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 it was gorgeous so that is a really small thing but it, it, it meant a lot to me because it was the first time I'd really taken charge of like you know where I want to go and what I want to do you know what I mean and I don't yeah. think I'd ever before and then I would say obviously starting MFM has been a great thing yeah having the courage to just throw myself into that with Camilla and just do it and be brave and give it a go, you know, because every everything we do around it just excites me and I'm always just like, Wah! this is, you know, good. Aww. And, you know, but, you know, whatever happens with it, I'm having a great time doing it now and knowing that it could potentially make a difference, but also just doing great work with great people and, and anything with a social impact. I'm really kind of, I've real, I realised in the last I did a little bit of work with my friend who has got a company called Elemental and it, it's all around social prescribing I mean they're a digital platform to support it but it's around social prescribing which is sort of non-medical referrals to like community-based stuff you know so it's life it's it's to change people's lifestyle choices and what you know and to help them with their health and well-being but you know so they're supporting something that has a social impact and I, when I did some work with them I realized I, was, I got really interested in it and then so now like the, this is with MFM that's got a social impact because hopefully people and communities will be greener and healthier by if they you know because yeah that's you, you can watch through fashion can't you include them like because everybody everybody responds well to it yeah. you know what I mean like everybody you know is interested in response to anything to do with that in the main most people yeah well we all have to wear clothes so it's kind of like something that's universal so um I don't know it just feels like yeah there'll be an impact there which is lovely that's a nice and so I'm kind of pulling everything together that I like sort of vintage sustainable the social element impact element you know the partnership you know all the relationship world so the sales you know that sort of building really networks and partnerships with people and working alongside like I enjoy all that because that brings all of those skill sets and so it just feels like so yeah I do think 
that has been a great yeah I think that's probably been, yeah, you, been you can tell how happy it makes you like it, <laughs> it must be such an amazing thing to be to be part of like yeah it is, it's it really nice and a very lucky idea of found Camilla too because we yeah. just just easy do you know what I mean we get we get yeah we get on and we're on the same page and you know I, we have different skill sets in this. We all we want the same outcomes, but we have different skill sets, so they just it works, you know. Yeah, um, complements each other. We're same but different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean that that that's a big thing too, isn't it? That you're working with someone that you, you actually get on when you of like course, and stuff yeah. as well. Yeah, I just I think that's probably and do you know the other thing actually, which again has just come to me now and I didn't think of this. I don't think I ever would have thought of this before. So in the so in the last year when we went into lockdown, I thought, you know, I'd I'd come across this great girl on Instagram and she's called Dr. Ruth Ruth Skin Journey. And she's a GP, but she also has eczema. So she has this incredible Instagram page, like so informative brilliant and I'd never really heard about it's TSW and it's topical topical what's called skin withdrawal and it's where your skin is addicted to steroids which is pretty much everybody with eczema because they'll have used them their whole lives yeah so I was god my skin it's not like eczema it's like it was just red raw like like a sleeve of burning and just burning and just awful yeah I, I started like messaging her and I asked her to come and be a speaker. It's something that we've had to push away because of COVID. But I did talk about skin positivity and not hiding it, you know, and it being like body armor, can't, you know, like that, all that type of conversation. Yeah, she she told me, it was her that introduced me to this whole, you know, have you ever considered that you might have this? And I was like, no, but everything I'm reading now, it's like, that's what my that's what my skin's like. Oh. And so easy to put a steroid on because it just, it, it ticks it away, it clears it up, but it's a short fix. You know, you'll be back in the same position. So I, when we went into lockdown, I thought, right, I don't have to really be anywhere. And if I'm, so I'm going to try and do this because everything I read was like, it takes about a year at minimum for your skin. Oh. You have to go through the end of stage for your body to stop crying out for steroids. So, yeah. you know, do wean your this addiction or that your skin's addicted. So I thought, all right, I'll try it. Well, oh my God, I mean, it's been horrific because you just don't sleep and you just, so anyway, I'm sort of, I feel like I'm coming out the other side now and my skin's oh, turned. Um, it's still not, you know, but if I'd not come across her and I hadn't, didn't know about this here, I would have continued. And I remember thinking, I don't want to be relying on steroids when I'm old, you know, older, when your skin naturally, the collagen goes and the elasticity. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not as agile. Like I can put me both my hands down, you know, put cream in my back myself, you know, all these things. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I just was like, I don't, I don't want to be using steroids any longer. It's, it's wow. thin skin so much because it thins your skin. I want to try and build up the barrier now for when I get older, you know, when your skin loses a lot anyway. I mean, it's already lost quite a bit just, you know, because it does, doesn't it? Once you get past yeah. 30 or whatever. So I feel really grateful that I've come across her, but also that I was sort of brave enough to go down through this journey because it's been horrendous the last year. And, 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 Instantly, it made me think, how would anyone do this if it hadn't been for lockdown and the fact that, like, if I needed to go to sleep for an hour in the daytime, I could because, you know, I might not have slept all night. But if I needed to get a hour, I could because I was at home. But I was thinking you would literally have to take a year off your work. And it's not classed as a disability or anything like that. There are no help, you know, because you could never do it if you had to be in work or in an office. So that means you're to using steroids and you might not want to be you might want to try and, and wean yourself off them and also it's again I was thinking about health inequalities like 
It's expensive. Like the amount of time, like the time I spend changing bed and getting up in the middle of the night, hoovering my bed. You know, really, you're not supposed to have anything in your bedroom when you've got eczema because it's dust and all these different things. And yeah. I don't know. If you've got no money, how do you, like, I don't know as well. It's just all these things and we're going around in my head thinking there's no help for anyone that has this. And it's so my, my, my mind went, because I thought there should be more help because I thought like, I'm lucky that my mum and dad, you know, I've, I've got people to help me because it's, it's just not easy in any way because you need so many creams yeah and you know I know I pay like a yearly prepayment thing and I know if you're unaware you know you can get help and all that but it's still there's still not enough help I don't think for people that maybe don't have the don't have help or, or, or financial do help with it because you're just like constantly throwing pajamas out and just you know what I mean it's just there's a lot there's money involved too and all this waste that you know like getting rid of stuff because it's covered in cream yeah and then washing I the amount of washing I do everything against what I'm trying to say about being sustainable but that's unfortunately because of my the, there's certain things I can't yeah I have to just you know what I mean because of it yeah um and just not sleeping too lying about it all through the night and then just hearing the next thing your alarm goes off and all the cars start going on the road again and you're just like oh, oh my god I've just been yeah but anyway that's but um, I feel like I'm completely turning a coming around a corner now turning a corner because my skin seems like it's turn turning over on itself and starting starting to get a bit better. So I'm I feel like okay. I can't get through this, and then I don't need to. Start. I'm going to be like I'll just be like elated because oh that would be huge. Be so, I know because there's been so many nights I've lay in bed thinking just go on and get the steroid, you know, just to get to sleep. Yeah, and I've gone no down, but it's only because we've been in lockdown, like or in the cold, you know all of this here. Because I I would have had to have just gone and put the steroid on to get to sleep if I needed to be up and out and at a meeting, and you know what I mean. And you've yeah. got to be kind of. So I do wonder like how anyone would ever do it. If, if it's because I've been working from home, I'm still up and at it, but I can still like I don't know. I can still put clothes on that maybe if my skin's really sore, I, can, I don't have to. It's just been easier. Yeah. Oh God, about this doctor yeah. sounds like a really good woman to follow then. So. Oh, she's amazing. If anybody that ever listens to this has got any skin, like anything like eczema, but she, they should definitely follow her. She's amazing. Yeah. And she's definitely given me the strength to trap, to do this, to, to go through this really painful period to get to the, 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 big, the bigger picture. Yeah. And the other thing is, it's not even recognised as a condition, this, but only last week or the week before, the British Association for Dermatology has accepted that this condition to topical skin withdrawal is, a, is an actual condition. So that's amazing. So, oh, they, that's you know, really they rather than being like, no, it's just eczema because it's I'll always have eczema. So after the end of this, but I just won't have this with this addicted thing because I'll have yeah. myself off. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So anyway, I've got a couple of things there. <laughs> you've, um, you've got the lessons. This is what lockdown does. Yeah. So what's one thing you tell the younger you? That you're enough and Yeah. I yeah, I probably had a wee bit of imposter syndrome. Like I didn't know what that was to be fair until now. And now I know it's got a name. But you know, I remember going for an audition to, to the Guild Hall School of Music and Drama and the, and the Northern Ireland Arts Council or whatever it was called, they had were going to pay a bursary for me to go there. Oh right, yeah. Been enough for me. I should have that should have been enough in my head to think, right, this whole arts funding thing in Northern Ireland is going to pay for you for three years to go there. But I that didn't even, and, and I got there and there was just all these fellas and girls there. And I just was like, and I let, I'm annoyed that I let other people make me feel like that, do you know what I mean? But I completely was like, I shouldn't be here. Overwhelmed. And I don't know, I come over from Ireland and I don't know what it was really, because I was, I, I was, I well deserved to be there. Like someone was going to pay for me to go there. That's how much I deserve to be there. But I just couldn't even, and I just, messed up the whole thing oh so 
should have known that I was good enough. Like I should have known. I shouldn't have needed, you know, I should have known, but I just did it. I just stood I just whatever it was, I just couldn't get my head around and I just felt like I didn't deserve to be there and I shouldn't have been there and all the rest. So obviously when you don't get the audition, the money goes back in the pot. And then the next year, I think it was a, a musician that got it, you know, it'll be anyone in the arts wow. or whatever. So that was a massive lesson of like, so I, I just think if I would tell me younger, like you, you're, you, you're good enough. Do you know what I mean? Just you're always bringing something, if it, even if it's not, because there's, it's funny. There's like people that I, I went to school with and I think, God, it'd be great to be them. Like they don't even have to study so clever and and I had to work really hard but now you know I look at certain people and I think they're not bright at all because their social skills and their you know there's other things about them and I think well I wouldn't want to be that yeah. anyway you know the way they see the world is quite like and I'm like oh do you know what I mean I just yeah. so it's fine you're always like you're always bringing something and just be okay that you're you're enough and you don't need validation all the time and and not everyone has to like you. That's the other thing I wanted everyone to like me. I'm just oh, like, it doesn't wow. matter. Yeah, that's a, a big thing, isn't it? Just Aye. not needing like, everyone's validation. And Aye. But I mean, God, when you're younger, it's just, I was so under my friends, you know, under my friends. I was like, it was, they were, you know, they were everything. And yeah, you know, they just, and they still are, to be fair. Like, God, I'm, I adore my, my girlfriends. I wouldn't be lost without them. I'm my like boyfriends, lad friends. <laughs> um, but, you know, I don't know. I just, you can put a, you can be more sensible about it, can't you, when you're older? But, but when you're younger, it's kind of like just, you just want everybody to like you, don't you? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Cause that's what you feel like gives you confidence. And you don't know how else uh, to get that confidence. I'm not saying like, I'm massively confident now, but it's definitely one of, one of the best things about getting older is you give less of a shit about what other people think and yeah big lesson we can we can take from that <laughs> yeah so I'd, I'd say that yeah I'd say just be okay in your own skin which I know again but yeah I wish I, I wish I had been just a wee bit more okay with myself yeah I think um, a lot of people would say yeah, that say that yeah. same thing I definitely yeah but you're happy with where you are now so it's all part yeah, I mean I still have days where I'm all wow you know hating oh, myself I think that's just natural, isn't it? But I'm definitely feel a bit, bit I feel a bit, I feel like I'm, I'm all right with stuff. I don't, you know, I'm not like super confident or I'm not like, but I just feel like I'm all right with stuff now. And I am who I am. And, you know, and, you know, it's just, you just die. I'm just, I think I'm just a bit more all right with things and I'm all right with who I, you know. You you know so many people though. Like everyone I meet who like knows you is like, everyone loves you and no one would believe that you weren't confident. Like everyone has, no, oh, well, I know, but I... say about you. Drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, I can know, but you can put on a. Doesn't always mean that you are deep down, does it? It's it's hard to see yourself. The people are just a white chatterbox. I think I probably makes. <laughs> now that I'm confident in my own skin do you know what I mean yeah no it, it is hard I said, I never said that that's very nice and you know what that's the other thing learn to take a compliment that's the other thing I would tell myself learn to be yeah. all right when I'm so nice to you Definitely. like I'm always like oh I know I you know I'm always playing everything down instead of just going oh thanks. Oh. <laughs> yeah take it take it I know just take it I it's a win <laughs> exactly celebrate <laughs> yeah, celebrate it exactly okay so Last question is the big one. What's your go-to song slash song um, that you want everyone to hear that is like your go-to song? I've got three. Is that all right? Yeah. Or is that too well, then all right. Yeah, which, go for it. You can play whichever one you want, but these are me three. One is a new one. One's only a one from the last year, but I just, I, I listened to it in bed because it really, very empowering. I like, like, in a, you know, to be, be a better ally, speak up, just, you know, I love that. 
and it's just gorgeous. So that's a new one. But my my, my all time, like all oh, the one I always is Flash Dance because it's my favorite film. <laughs> you know, oh, brilliant. What a feeling. So that's that's just a one because it was my first when I got my first ghetto blaster thing for Christmas when I was younger. That was the the album that I got. And I was very much into Flashdance. I loved it. I always watched it. I loved her. So that that song. And then I like Salt's Wildfires, which is the one that I've got that I listen to. That's a new one. Oh, okay. And and then for like dance and getting up and like it would be um, the Pointer Sisters automatic. Oh, brill. So, yeah, you can play any one of them. I mean. Yeah, do the Pointer Sisters because that's like a happy, like, dancey one. The right. No, they're good picks. I feel bad that you don't know this now, but you're not allowed to play music on podcasts. So, oh no, I can't even play it and have my dance. Oh, oh no, put it on my phone now and blast it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so tempting. I didn't know she was going to do it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, what I have is making a Spotify playlist, like, of all the songs. Ah, so you could put them on that. Yeah, so that'll be cool. But yeah. thank you. That was. That oh, was thank you. I have to say, and I know you said that about her, but I did say to you this, like, I am not, I don't, like, I talk a lot to people, like, I'm a face-to-face person, but I'm not one, I've never, so this has really put me out of my comfort zone, because I don't ever go on any platforms and do any sort of talking, like, about me. It's always about, I'll be on the guise of something else, or, you know, something. I've never been very good at that, even, which people probably think is mad when I, like, talking but I've, which people might find hard to believe but this really has pushed me out of my comfort zone which I'm pleased about because I never ever really do stuff like this so thank you for that well I appreciate it even more than but maybe this can be another good thing that you've you've done for yourself. <laughs> no I'll let you know when I've heard it back yeah, <laughs> yeah then you're doing it again <laughs> No, it was brilliant. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you very much. It was lovely to chat to you. And I'm really glad that we're back in touch again. It's been fantastic. Yeah, me too. Couldn't see you for years and I've seen you about four times in the last couple of weeks. I know. Yeah, I'm really glad. And hopefully it won't be too long until be able to see you again. We'll have to arrange something. Hopefully they stick to these dates. I know. I keep getting really excited about June and I'm like, Alison, it might not even. Do you know what I mean? But let's. Yeah. And there's just so much restaurants that I want to go and sit at and just have a glass of wine and have. I'm not even going to be like adventurous. I'm just going to order the thing in there that I love. Because I love like just gonna appreciate just doing something as simple as that, like something that might have been like not even registered a week before, like just going for a drink or going for something. So I did. I know, like I was always just going, should we just go for a tea? And this is like going for a bite, just like as a dead casual, just go for a bite date. And now I'm like, oh God, I can't wait. I know. I'm excited for all the good food to come. You bring like a glass of white wine in a really thin rimmed glass and the glass is freezing and the wine's free. You know what I mean? Just that type thing. You just never do that at home, do you? Make it that nice. Well, I don't know. It's never chilled to that perfect temperature. (laughs) Oh, like a freezing cold glass. Tiny thin rim. Well, hope you enjoyed the episode. Isn't she great? I bet she made a day because she made mine. And she talked about some really interesting things. I think a lot of us can relate to a few of them. And it's really interesting about the skin confidence and the doctor who's doing some really great work in that area. I'll post her details as well as Alison's. So anyway, let me know your thoughts and I'll see you next time. I hope you're okay and speak soon.